Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and this is Nintendo World Report's Connectivity Podcast, Episode 106. I killed him! Did I just win? Uh, we've got a couple segments on the show this week. First, Neil and Scott do a little bit of This Week in Nintendo. Then Alex tells you a little bit about a non-Tendo game you might be interested in playing. And then the crew breaks down what they've been playing over the past couple weeks. We've also got a Grand Theft Auto V bonus segment at the end of the show. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to another rousing week of Nintendo downloads and this week in Nintendo. I'm Neil Ronahan, and with me, getting ready for Pokemon because there's fuck all else to do, <laughs> Scott Thompson. Hello, hello. Um, I'd like to start this off by talking about the one relevant piece of news uh, news this week that I think was uh, at least jumped out at me. And that's the fact that Deus Ex Human Revolution Director's Cut is going to be $50 on Wii U. Yeah. Which is twenty dollars more than the price of it on every other system. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just like, I feel like there are certain companies that are now just trolling Nintendo fans. I understand that maybe the system is not as profitable as everyone hoped, but it's just kind of ridiculous at this point, right? I mean, I I would be okay with fifty dollars if that's what it was across the board. If that's just the decision they made, then whatever. I mean, that's still kind of high for what, a two- or three-year-old game now. Um, yeah. But they did add some, you know, some neat stuff. I, I played it at PAX way back when and, and wrote impressions and stuff. And, you know, I mean, it, it's it's it not good. it's not a bad game. It's good. But, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, they're telling you that this is a $30 game. It's worth $30, but they're going to charge you more on Wii U. And it just, it probably isn't, it isn't worth that. It's just fucking asinine. Yeah. Like it blows my fucking mind. I mean, like, that I, this is a thing that's happening. I know there's like you know there's added Wii U stuff, but I don't I don't know how much of that translates to the other versions. You know, like the built-in walkthrough, um, and the you know the Wii U version's got a lot of your uh, important information down on the uh, the bottom screen and everything. But still, it's that that doesn't you can use GameFAQs. That doesn't warrant twenty dollars. Yeah. So definitely agree. Yeah. Um. And then we also found out that Assassin's Creed 4 won't be getting DLC. Um, and also, I mean, even with uh, Injustice is having like a Game of the Year, I think it's the the Ultimate Edition, not Game of the Year Edition. Because Injustice, sorry, you're, you're not a Game of the Year candidate. Right. For most people. Um, but that is coming to, once again, every system, including adding in PS4 and Vita, that's not coming to Wii U. And I think some of the DLC might still might not have come to Injustice on Wii U. Because it's still weird because they'd have, like, I mean, there was a the whole thing with Injustice where it took them until the summer to even get out DLC on Wii U, which I think was just, I mean, it sucked mainly because Warner Brothers was so kind of cagey onto what exactly was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of understand that because it is like, you know, that's your first game on that system as opposed to having the infrastructure of 360 PS3 that you've been working on for several games. Right. And Nintendo also, I don't think, did a great job at completely outlining this is how you do dlc on the wii u sure um but at this point it's kind of fucking ridiculous and because we'd even get press releases after wii u would get 
after Wii U got DLC for Injustice, we'd get press releases about new characters or whatever, and it would, wouldn't mention Wii U. No, so we always had to like Which double be check weird. to see if it was yeah, coming and to I, Wii U. And I would always reply, "It's a it's a third party PR company that uh that you know does PR for Warner Brothers for Injustice." And every time I I would reply, and when I would get a response back, it would usually be like, "I don't know, this is what we were given." Yep. We don't we don't got anything else. We don't know. And it's just like it's it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, no, it is. It, it's very unfortunate. Yeah, this was a, just a bad week in general for sort of uh, news of things not coming <laughs> to the Wii yeah. or not being fully supported. Um, and even I think Assassin's <coughs> Creed 4 is slightly delayed, too. Yeah. Because it's coming out with the next-gen versions, which, I mean, God forbid someone consider Wii U next-gen. <laughs> I did read somewhere, though, uh, that I think Ubisoft commented about Watch Dogs on Wii U, and they said it's kind of like, it's not going to be, obviously, it is. I don't know, high tech is the, the next gen versions, but it's yeah, going but it's, it's, it's going to be yeah, it's gonna be a step above like what would have been done on three sixty or PS3. They said it's like kind of in between. Um I'm so I'm still not I'm still not coming in my pants like everyone was for watchdogs over the past year and a half. Yeah. But out of out of like those kind of I guess like the open world realistic kind of games, I think watchdogs is the only one that I'm mildly interested in. Yeah. That might be a, if it reviews well, I might pick it up on a sale shortly after it comes out. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm picking up a PS4, so at this point, it seems like that's the definitive version, so I, I, yeah. I'd have to really be compelled to yeah, get it on Wii I would, If I were you, I would get it on PS4. And that's what I'll do. Unless, if unless I were me, I'll probably go Wii U. Yeah, unless there's some feature or something we don't know that really makes it stand out, but I, I don't see that happening, so. Yeah. Especially, uh, you might even be able to play Watch Dogs on your Vita via your PS4. I don't know if that would even be worth it. Yeah, I know. I'm actually really excited about all that stuff. I'm glad I bought a Vita, and yeah, I'm ready to ready to yeah. go on all that so stuff. So you get, you got a pre-order for a PS4 at this point? Uh, yeah, I already have it. I pre-ordered like after E3, so I haven't put any money on it yet. So that that, <laughs> that might be an issue. Um, but a lot of theoretical crap right now. But yeah, I have it pre-ordered at Amazon, so I've got like until it ships to to pay for it. So. Might have to start putting some money down on that now, I guess. <laughs> it does come out, like, a week before my birthday, so maybe I can, like, rope my mom into, like, hey, just pay $100 on my PS4. That'll be my birthday <laughs> present. Just have, like, a registry. Yeah, PS4. exactly. It'll just be my... But back to Nintendo. Um, <laughs> do we have, this week do we is have a, to? This, this week is a really light downloads week, and I think it's... I mean, it's been a... The past couple weeks have been on the lighter side, but it's also we've been getting more retail games. And we are kind of gearing up for the the onslaught that that is coming, yeah. uh, as much of one as there is, which still isn't that amazing. But it's a steady clip of games that I am interested in, mm-hmm. and it might not be overwhelming, but it's still a steady clip of games. We got Pokemon X and Y are the two big ones this week. They come out on Saturday, I believe. They will be available at midnight. Um, so by the time you're listening to this, they're already out. Um, so download the fuck out of those games or buy them in store. Yeah, hopefully you're playing them right now while you're listening to this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Froakie. Uh, I've made my decision. I even... Uh, well, I think now the, the third evolutions of the starters have officially been announced. Um, but I did uh, I did look at some leaks to find out, to, to pick my starter. I'm <laughs> Wait, going you, with you, just, you wanted to see who looked the most badass in their third form? Yeah, well, it's also... Um, I don't know how much I want to get into this, uh, but the third forms are like they're not. Ju- it's not like they're just water throughout the entire thing. They're water and something, and something else. else. Yeah. 
and grass and something else. And, and I wanted to see what those were because that kind of, one of them is like their element in fighting. Like, fuck that. That's probably the fire one. Although, right? uh, I think it was the grass. Oh, was it? Okay. I think they've yeah. done fire and fighting in the past. So that, I guess that makes sense to. Yeah. With, uh, Inferno. Yeah. Uh, Chimchar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think actually all three of the final evolutions look totally fucking badass. Yeah. Um, I didn't even give a fuck. They, I just they, want to get in there and get a Charmander and pretty much just stop yeah, playing. No, I'm point. getting I'm getting Froggy and Charmander, yeah. and then I'm gonna get that. I'm getting X, so that way I can get the freaky looking like dark colored Char- Charizard X. Yeah. Um, I'm in. I'm I'm pretty excited for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mid- midnight tomorrow is gonna be some fun times. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I'll be. I will be in New York City. Uh. Are you gonna be? Very you'll drunk. be able to download it though, right? You'll be near. Yeah. Some well, Wi-Fi I'm, I'm gonna go to the the launch event. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nintendo World Store. I don't know if I'm going to stay for the whole thing. So you're going you're to get a real um, copy. I, I there might be some uh, weird missives. Actually, well, actually, what I want to do if if I am there at midnight, I, I want to download using the Nintendo Zone and download the, the digital version because I was thinking about it. I'm like, I really don't want a physical version of Pokemon. <laughs> um, but I might uh, at my friend's place who I'm staying at. I might just download that overnight. Um. So, but anyway, uh. You might be hearing some sort of uh, drunken missives from the Pokemon launch party tomorrow because my plan for tomorrow is I'm working the day job during the day as mm-hmm. one is want to do. And then as soon as I can get out of there, I'm going to New York City. I might go to New York Comic Con for a little bit before it closes. And then I'm going to go uh, get very, very drunk and go to the Pokemon launch party. Nice. There's no better way to uh, go. Yeah. there's. I mean, because there's going to be a DJ, like some dude dressed up in a fucking Pikachu costume. <laughs> Like, I think there's one way to do this. Um, and if you're hearing this and you saw me there, uh, then you should have bothered me to take out my mini recorder and have us record something. That's pretty much my plan for New York Comic Con. We've got a couple interviews, a few appointments, <coughs> and I'm just going to fucking talk to people, I hope. <laughs> if people want to be talked to, yeah. which may or may not be the case. I think you should. Going, just... around with them, going around with the recorder, hey, podcast. <laughs> I think you should just try to talk to that Pikachu the whole time. Yeah. You're like, so, uh, what you wearing under there? You should actually make a, I, a I that'd be a good opportunity to make a, a funny YouTube video where you're just saying, um, commands from Hey You Pikachu at it, trying <laughs> to get it to do stuff. <laughs> um, and I guess, uh, speaking of weird mascots and, and their uniforms and stuff, uh, I had a meeting at work, and as some of you might know who follow me on Twitter, uh, my my day job right now is I'm a freelance copywriter at Toys R Us, so I'm doing a lot of stuff with you know Toys R Us shit. Uh, but I had a meeting the other day that was in a room where there was just a fucking Jeffrey head in the corner. <laughs> it was a huge long neck giraffe, and there's a fucking like rickety ass fan in there. And I almost put it on, and then I got it like right so it was like just above my head, and I'm like that just smells like dank sweat, and then I put it down. Um, hey, you gotta, those things are hard to clean. Yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine. We we I uh, for those who don't know, <laughs> you might follow me on Twitter. No, you don't because I don't tweet about it. Uh, I work at a dry cleaners, uh, and yeah, those things are very hard to clean. People bring them in, <laughs> and there's very particular uh, cleaning instructions. A lot of times they don't have cleaning instructions, and they're very delicate. And a lot of times they just fall apart. So a <laughs> lot of times those don't get cleaned. So I feel bad for anyone who like stands by, you know, like a busy street outside a strip mall and has to wear those to, like, try to get people to come into some <laughs> shitty, like, ta- tax place or restaurant or something. It is not good. Yeah, I think I wore a chicken suit one time when I was in high school. Yeah. 
it it does not a pleasant experience. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, on the 3DS eShop, that's pretty much where all the action is outside of Pokemon. Well, including Pokemon, actually. Um, we got Aquamoto Racing 3D from Zordix, $5.99. Um, it kind of looks like a Wave Race game. There's some local multiplayer, no online. Uh, you can get different jet skis and stuff. Um, I don't really know if this looks bad or not. If anyone wants to try it, go for it. We we may or may not have a review of this up within the next week or so. Um, but if uh, if you want to let us know how it is, if you took the took the dip into this 3DS wave racing esque game, let us know. Um, then we got Escape from Zombie City, which is three ninety nine. Uh. This is a game in which you have a night to get the fuck out of Zombie City before it gets bombed. <laughs> one, of, guns and... one of two zombie games for this week. Yeah. Ironically, there's also a game called Zombie Blaster. This was in a, a DSiWare-only game. Ugh. Um, uh, and it essentially seems like it's the same premise as Escape from Zombie City. Um, except for this one, you can only get three weapons. I was going to say, Ju- Justin's and, write-up is pretty funny. And, and I think it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's... Yeah, there's three weapons, and and that's, that's about it. I think uh, I think Escape from Zombie City might be the more worthy experience yeah. than Zombie Blaster, judging by the description. It's also Zombie City, a dollar less. cheaper, yep. How cool is that? Um, and we got a uh, Shen Megami Tensei Devil Survivor Overclocked, which uh is a fucking Shin Megami Tensei game. I think it's more of a tactical RPG. I've never played the game before. I've been curious. Um, I know that, uh, I, I guess friend of the show, uh, Nintendo Joe's Evan Campbell, actually, uh, I think he worked on the localization of this a little bit. Oh, wow. Um, so that's a fun fact. And if you know that, that the, the, the web that is Nintendo internet enthusiast coverage. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Devil Survivor Overclocked. I might actually pick this up, but probably when it's inevitably ten dollars cheaper. Yeah, it's actually it's you know, we have it on the on the news on on the site right now, which will be changed momentarily. Uh, we have it as full price forty dollars. It's actually twenty nine ninety nine. Oh, on the eShop. That's a little um, better. Yeah, which I think uh, if if I didn't have anything to play, which will not be the case, be Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Um. I might bite at thirty, but I, I think I'll probably end up holding out until Atlas inevitably does a sale for nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, what a weird week I, to throw this up there. I mean, I know it's not like it's not like a, a new release, but still, what a weird week to make it available. Like, why not wait? I don't know. I mean, I know we're hitting the the holiday like bench well, I here, I, but <laughs> I, I think Hometown Story, uh, which is the uh, the game coming from uh, the dude who made Harvest Moon, uh, yeah. Yasuhiro Wada. We interviewed him in E three. That is the only reason why I remember his name. <laughs> um. But that game, I remember originally seeing that it was supposed to come out like the 15th or the 16th. So, you know, a couple days after Pokemon. Now it's coming out October 22nd. I feel like they picked the original day. And we're just like, oh, crap. <laughs> what were you think? Just push it back a week. We got to gotta let it breathe. Um, But yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard good things about Double Survivor Overclocked. I really do want to check it out. Um, And I know that it is, uh, you know, it's the same shit where it's like you're in Tokyo and there's demons and shit. But it's more of a, a tactical turn-based RPG. Yeah. So think more Fire Emblem, less traditional JRPG. Yeah. James Jones reviewed it and gave it a seven. Yeah, and I think that I think that uh, I mean not that seven's a terrible review. I think that was also partially because the 
the 3DS port is kind of fucking pointless. Um, I think they added, well, they added in an epilogue and some voice acting, but the use of 3D in it is like, I think there's an intro video. Yeah. And other than that, no 3DS. All right. Um, so let's finish up the rest of this real quick. We got Super Black Bass 3D, uh, which is a retail game that came out in September, available for nineteen ninety five, which is an oddly specific price. It is. <laughs> um, and then on Wii U Virtual Console, we have Tennis and Golf. Boo. The only interesting thing <clears throat> about about this is that they're both being sold for $5, which is fucking crazy. No, uh, other than that, uh, that mentioning Golf allows us to bring up Captain Rainbow. Uh, because the guy from golf who he resembles Mario, but you, you find out in Captain Rainbow that he wasn't actually Mario. Um, mm. It's a guy named Osan or something like that, which I think just means like like crotchety old man in Japanese or something like that. And in Captain Rainbow, you need to help him as he lives in his like golf ball house or something as uh, he needs to learn how to play golf again. Like you help him find his lucky club and like he always keeps golf golf balls in his pants and they itch. <laughs> God, so he's, I, always, I, he's always scratching his balls. I wish so uh, bad that game would have uh, been localized. Um, if if you still have a Wii, which I'm sure you do if you're listening to this, and you don't really give a fuck about it anymore, which I'm sure you also might do it at this point, um, then hack the shit out of it and fucking <laughs> play Captain Rainbow. Uh, is, did you do I that? Did you like played the whole thing? Yeah, that's that. That is my reasoning for doing that. Is I wanted to play Captain Rainbow. Nice. People were like, oh, man, Xenoblade. And I'm like, nope, we want to play Disaster <laughs> and Captain Rainbow. <laughs> yeah, but what, um, what a joke, but, yeah, these, what a joke these, these games are. I mean, what, you have a whole catalog of things to be released yeah. uh, on the Wii U eShop, and you were all tennis and golf. I mean... And I feel like you know what else is coming out this week. Like, you you sneak out tennis and golf in a week where it's like, hey, look, it's Meat Muds too. Like... <laughs> yeah. When it's this week, like, there's nothing else on Wii U. Right, so this there's gets highlighted. L- Just Dance came out two days ago. That's fucking it. Yep. Come on. Get your head out of your yeah. ass. You know, I was, like, I was kind of thinking now... Fucking Link to the Past, man. I, come I was going to ask When's you... It's going to come. <laughs> I was going to ask you now that, um, just real quick, now that you uh, can play uh, old, like, Wii um, virtual console games on the gamepad uh i know you you know you have to use a, a wii controller of some type yeah but you can still play it on the gamepad does that dissuade you from like paying extra to play it on fuck no no you'll still like pay the upgrade price or pay the full price to get something on the, the wii u virtual console yeah uh, it does not dissuade me at all i was really excited for that whole wii on the like you know wii games on the gamepad stuff and it's not that it's not the whole act of like, oh, I wouldn't need to hold a Wii remote if I wanted to play this game, this virtual console game on the gamepad mm. that is only available on Wii. It's not that. It's that I realized how shitty the Wii looks compared to the Wii U. Because yeah. I booted it up, I was playing some WiiWare games, and I'm like, this just looks like shit. Right, it does. Um, I think a little bit of it is just like the the emulation of how it looks on Wii, uh, on, on, on Wii U, and how it's, you know, not really optimized for it, mm-hmm. but... I'd, I'm not that much of a graphics whore, but like, there's a certain baseline quality for visuals, and the whole Wii on Wii U experience, outside of like, you know, eventually playing the last story or maybe playing Skyward Sword again, like, I'm not fucking doing that. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. Same with me. Like, I, I, it's not gonna make me, uh, you know, not buy Wii U uh, virtual console games if they ever come out. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I guess that's. Pretty much it, right? I mean, that's, yeah, tennis and golf was it. We talked about Zombie Blaster already, so. Yep. 
All right, that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Talk to you next week with hopefully a more interesting lineup. Please. Maybe. I think Mighty Switch Force 2 is coming to Wii U, but still, the game came out on 3DS. Yep. All right, I'm done. All right, bye. Bye. Listening to the second installment in my brand new series here on Connectivity, games Nintendo fans might like. The name of the game here is that I am going to talk about at least one game that is not presently available on any Nintendo system, but would be interesting to at least specific sections of a Nintendo audience. Today, I'm going to be talking about PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale exclusively on PlayStation Vita and PlayStation 3. This game is definitely a lot like Smash Brothers. It is so much like Smash Brothers that I would say that this year, this release from last year owes its entire existence to Smash Brothers. It is a party brawler starring mascots from its franchise. So instead of Mario, Peach, Bowser, Link, Zelda, etc., you've got Ratchet and Clank, you've got Jack and Daxter, you got Nathan Drake from Uncharted, you got Cole uh, two versions of him, even, from Infamous. And there are some third-party characters on the side as well. The big difference between PlayStation All-Stars and Super Smash Bros. is definitely in the mechanics. The first way they differ is that in Super Smash Bros., characters are always moving around the screen at all times. Things get really crazy. Uh, there's as much aerial combat in that game, I would argue, as there is on the ground. Meanwhile, in PlayStation All-Stars, Characters hold to the ground a lot better. They are more precise. They feel slightly more like fighting game characters in the sense that instead of having combos just be part of the gameplay like in Smash, the gameplay in PlayStation All-Stars is very combo-focused. Now, as you carry out combos in PlayStation All-Stars, you build your meter. And as you build the meter, it's kind of like you're building a Smash Ball meter. 
instead of collecting a smash ball and getting your instant kill attack, you build this meter through uh, doing combos and hitting enemies and stuff. And when you fill it up, you get to pull off one of three of these finishing moves. The finishing moves are interesting because unlike Super Smash Brothers, these are the only way that you can take out enemies. So there is no borders on the side of the screen. You can't knock anyone out. You can't knock anyone through the floor and get points that way. What you have to do is you have to build a special meter. And as you build the special meter, you pull off these finishing moves. That is the way you get points. That is the way you KO people. So you can do one of three finishing moves depending on how far you fill up the bar. On the lowest level, it's a basic attack. Like, Nathan Drake might fire a pistol, and it might kill one guy if you're really lucky. On the second level, it is a slightly stronger attack. Uh, it might kill two or three guys. The third level, the final level, is a lot more like a final smash, where sometimes the game can even change briefly, and you can get multiple kills, probably three or four, or even five, if you're really lucky. As for content, you're not going to get nearly as much content in PlayStation All-Stars as you're going to get in, say, Super Smash Bros. Brawl. In Brawl, you get the collectibles, you get Break the Targets, you get a heavy story mode, and you even get an online mode and an arcade on top of that. In PlayStation All-Stars, you get a basic arcade mode where you go through maybe a half dozen levels, you beat the final boss, and then each of the 20 or so characters gets their own ending. That's fine. Outside of that, there's a basic training mode, and there is also a basic online mode where you can play versus, which is kind of fun, but not that fun unless you're playing with people you know and you have some way to get excited and talk to them while you're playing, which is exactly the same problem I would say I had with Super Smash Bros. Brawl. What I love about PlayStation All-Stars is that it gives me a little bit more, it gives me a new perspective on the Smash style of gameplay. I feel like Super Smash Bros. has created its own little subgenre here, and not that many games are actually capitalizing on it. There's Super Smash Bros., there's that Cartoon Network game that came out, there is this, and I don't know what else there is, and I really like the gameplay of these party brawlers. And I like PlayStation All-Stars because it is a new take on this. It is a take that actually gets a little closer to a traditional fighting game. It's a take with characters that I really like, even if I don't like them as much as Super Smash Bros. Now, I am not saying that this is even close to as good a game as Super Smash Bros. But it is a very good game to play if you are a Nintendo fan with a PlayStation Vita or a PlayStation 3. And you are kind of getting the itch for Super Smash Bros. that the eventual Wii U and 3DS games just can't hit right now. PlayStation All-Stars is not a game that you're going to spend 50 hours with by yourself, and then you'll have a great time with uh, getting collectibles, unlocking characters, and so and so. The value of PlayStation All-Stars is as a game to play offline with your friends, because that is when it gets its most fun. If you're feeling confident, the online mode is also available to you, but I would recommend that if you're going to play it online, you play it on Vita, you get a party chat going, and you play with friends while you're talking to them, because as a multiplayer game, I don't think it's that fun unless you have some way to communicate with people. If the game sounds interesting to you, though, I would say that 
either version is about just as good. On PlayStation Vita, you are encouraged to use touchscreen controls to some extent, and on PlayStation 3, you don't have that problem. But in addition, because the game has a limited amount of content, and the PlayStation Vita version still controls really well, I would recommend that you get that one. Now, if you get the PlayStation 3 version, you also get a downloadable version of the Vita version. But I think, based on the game you get here, even though it is really well designed and it features a cast of really cool characters, I would say you should try to spend as little as possible to get this experience. Although that might not sound the most uplifting, like I said, this is a very good game. It is a well-designed game. It doesn't have a ton of content. The online and the rest of the modes isn't entirely there unless you have someone else to play with, but it is a fun game, it is a well-designed game, and it's an option. It's an option for you if you are a Smash Brothers fan who wants something new to play, and it is a game that Nintendo fans might like. <laughs> of what we've been playing. My name is Scott Thompson. Today I've got three other NWR staff members with me. I've got Neil Ronahan. Hello, hello. <laughs> almost can't kill I killed me. him. Yeah. I killed him. Did I just win? I mean, I always kind of expect a voice from you when you're not hosting, but that one was something special. That was kind of new, <laughs> I think. Um, uh, Zach Miller. Well, hey! <laughs> also, A for effort, Zach. And J.P. Corbin. Hi, everybody. I know. I, w- I should have started with you, JP. I should have known Neil was going to do some sort of voice. It's hard to follow yeah, that up. I know. I'm, just kind of, like, I, I'm somewhat normal there, and now I feel like I'm lacking. Yeah, that's all right. Well, it's not you, uh, it's not you week, who's lacking. I'm going <laughs> to have some games to talk about. <laughs> it's Brad it's Garrett, fun. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, um, kind of a slow Nintendo week as far as news and releases, with the exception of Pokemon. But we talked about Pokemon a lot last week, so and we will uh, we talk just, about Pokemon more. I assure you. Yes, I'm sure next week after all of us get our hands on it. So uh, decided we'll just talk about games we've been playing, uh, most of which aren't on Nintendo systems, uh, save for what Neil's been playing. Yeah. Um, Neil, why don't you kick the show off so you can you can talk a little bit about Nintendo yeah. stuff? Um. Well, I guess. Uh, I'll start off with the game that is exclusive to Nintendo platforms. That's Etrian Odyssey Untold The Millennium Girl. Um, if you played Etrian Odyssey 4 earlier in the year, then you know what this game is. It's pretty much the exact same fucking thing. Yeah, right, moving you, did, on. Did, <laughs> did, did you buy this or did you happen to just get like a, a copy? Um, I'm, I'm reviewing it for Nintendo 4s. 
Okay, because I, I remember last time we talked about it, you were very much like not going to buy this, so I, I thought you um, probably didn't put money on it. I mean, it's I'm mainly playing it because I'm reviewing it for Nintendo. Force, yeah, so I don't think I'd be playing it as much. It's also I'm right. I'm in a lull on 3ds because I'm I'm essentially just in a holding pattern waiting for Pokemon. <clears throat> yeah, me too. So Etrian Odyssey is kind of filling that void, and I still really really enjoy that game and the way it plays, but. It's really tough going back to the remake of the original after playing Etrian Odyssey 4, which I think is like a, just a much better version of the original game. Um, but I'm doing the story mode, which has never been done before in an Etrian Odyssey game. Um, probably for good reason, because the story is not that interesting. <laughs> um, I kind of like the, the freeform exploration of Etrian Odyssey 4 more, and there is that mode in Etrian Odyssey Untold, but just not as much the forefront, um, especially because I'm playing the story mode and you can only have one save file. So I'm a couple more hours into the story mode and I will stay that way. I don't want to have to replicate doing things. Yeah. Good um, idea. But yeah, is it, I mean, is, it, is it similar to four where you did, you develop your party right in the beginning or because of the story is, do you like kind of happen upon characters? As well, you're playing? okay. So the way they kind of start the story is that you begin, um, begin as one character and that's kind of like your character that you name and everything yeah um and then you have like kind of like the intro dungeon you get assigned like two other like helper characters that are only with you for that dungeon and then after that there's a little bit more solo exploration and then you come across the the four other people that become your party um and it goes from there and i mean it's well balanced because you know each of the characters are planned to be there and being of a certain class and even with the whole grimoire stones in the game, which are like these stones that then there will be like a random chance where they'll like make a new one. I I, I don't even fully get it. <laughs> um, but basically there are these things that kind of like randomly upgrade and then you can fuse them together to kind of cherry pick the best skills from them. And you can kind of like teach your, your teach your characters stuff that they wouldn't learn being the class that they are. Sounds like a certain game that's coming out on Saturday. Pokemon, yeah. I mean, it's not not to that extent, but yeah. I mean, I I'm enjoying Etrian Odyssey Untold. It's a very solid game, but I think four is way better. It seems like, I mean, I know that the, there was a bigger gap in Japan, but they seem pretty close together given how yeah. meaty these games are. I don't even think there was that big of a gap in Japan because I think what I think four was. Like this time last year, and I think actually, and Odyssey Untold was out in May or June. Wow! Oh, wow! Um, that's that's. I mean, these are what, yeah, and they're like, on the same you, engine too. You could play for like a hundred hours. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, I I I really love four. I never came even close to finishing it. Yeah, I put like I put like twenty I, twenty five thirty keep, hours into four. I keep meaning to go back to that, and you know, I mean, I if I were going to play some more Etrian Odyssey, I would go back and play more of four before I would yeah. go buy a new one. Um, yeah, that that's kind of how where I'm at. Yeah, like I think the games are really good, but uh, I mean it's the kind of thing like because of the eShop, you could pretty much if you have a hankering and you're done with four, just get this later. Huh. I mean it sucks, but it's true. Yes, I think great thing with Atlas games now is you don't have to worry yeah. so much about getting them immediately. But the big game that I'm playing is uh, Skylanders Swap Force for the ZWU. Um, <laughs> And as as everyone knows, I think well, JP, you're the only person that actually owns Skylanders, right? I do. Yes, I still do. I do I, I don't own the, the Giants or Swap oh, okay. Force, but I, I have both the 3DS and 
I've, Wii I versions. Of I, I did. I didn't Spyro's get Adventure. Wii. I got it on something else. I don't remember. I, oh, okay. I got it on 360. I don't remember why, but I did. Um, but yeah, so Swap Force is really good. Uh, just like the rest of the series. Um, the big mechanic is that uh, the big addition is you can jump now, uh, which you couldn't do <laughs> in, in Spider's Adventure of Giants, which. I mean, it doesn't really do anything too different other than, like, you know, it's easier to maneuver. It's not like there's many platforming challenges. Um, and all the new characters are really fun, and you can bring in all your old figures, too. Um, and then there's the whole Swap Force guys, where they're they're really neat, because, you know, you'll get a figure. There's Washbuckler, who's, who's this pirate squid-looking dude. Uh, or octopus, rather. Um, and then you can break him in half and, like, take his, his octopus legs and then put... Uh, the magnet dude, magnet charge, take his top half and then put it on the octopus legs. And then you have magna buckler. Um, <laughs> and then you could take the top half of the octopus and the bottom half of the magnet dude and then have wash charge. Okay, hold um, on. Can you take the top half of a shark character and put it on the bottom of an octopus character? Yes. To make a shark. I don't think there's a shark. However, they do have, uh, there's a snake guy, Rattleshake. <laughs> that you can put on a character named Boomjet, and he'll become Rattlejet, which is essentially snakes on a plane. Excellent. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there's the right now. I think at launch, uh, like because when you get the starter pack for Swap Force, um, you get you get two Swap Force characters. You get Washbuckler and Blast Zone, who's the fire guy. Um, and then I think there's like four or five other ones available at launch. But in total, there's 16 of them. Oh, geez. So there are 256 combinations that you can make. God. And I mean, it's just fun because it's kind of like, you know, with some of the characters, like I really like some of their abilities, but I don't like all of them. So like I like um, the 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 magnet charge, uh, the magnet guy, he has like a, a wheel on the bottom. And what he does is one, he moves a lot faster because he has the wheel. And he also has this ability where I'll like pick up an enemy, like using magnets, I guess, and then like throw them on the ground. So I have that wheel and then I'll take like the top half of uh, Hootloop, who's the magic owl. And he has, you know, just like a magic spell that he casts that like homes around and hits people. Um, and then I just use that. Or mm -hmm. uh, Hootloop also like teleports all over the place. And I have that all super tricked out, and you know I could combine that with uh, the top half of the, the the pirate octopus, and then the motherfucker has a sword, and he shoots bubbles out of his gun that have piranhas in it. Wow, sounds it's, right. It's pretty incredible. Uh, but I mean that that's that's what the game. That's a lot of the fun of the game for me is seeing what the characters can do. Uh, the environments are beautiful. Uh, the game looks amazing uh, now that it's actually truly developed for an HD system. <laughs> Um, because uh, I think that the main, like the the primary versions of Spyro's Adventure and Giants, uh, while they did not look bad, the art direction was fine and everything, but they were mainly developed on the Wii. Uh, now this one was actually primarily developed for a souped-up PC, and then kind of scaled down for each version. Huh. Um, but I mean, it, it looks beautiful, and discovering the characters' abilities is a lot of fun. Uh, some other dudes that are there, uh, and they also have sixteen new regular Skylanders as well. Of course, they uh, do. some favorites there: Roller Brawl, who's an undead uh, roller derby champion. Uh, I assume. Okay. Uh, I mean, she just basically skates around. She shoots out blades. Uh, she has a nice charge attack that you can then like kind of combo with the other moves. Um, and then there's Zulu, who's like this weird bear-looking thing who shoots out spirit animals. 
um, his like kind of his like projectile attack is he shoots out spirit bats, and then he can also hop on a wild boar and then just kind of like run <laughs> around and hit people, and then he can also like summon spirit animal wolves that then will you know kind of operate on their own accord and attack nearby enemies. Um, um, I ha- I have to ask apart from. Uh, like maybe the nostalgia that would come with Disney Infinity. How do you how do you rank these games as far as how they actually play? Um, Skylanders is actually a video game. <laughs> it's okay, so it's, it's like, better. Like, I mean, as, that, as that sounds game. like such a trolley douchebag comment, but it's true. Um, Skylanders is basically like kids Diablo. Uh, yeah. I mean that's the right. best or kids Gauntlet. I mean that's that's like the good grounds of comparison. Um, because it's very much, it has that addictive quality of, of Diablo as you're kind of almost just clicking to win. And uh, and then you upgrade your characters and you level up. And actually, I've, I've been playing through it uh, for review on hard, which uh, you have like an easy, medium, and hard available at the start. There's also like a super hard or whatever. I think it's like insane uh, that unlocks after you beat it. But hard is actually pretty goddamn hard. Huh. Um, not like super like, you know, pull your pull your teeth out hard but it's you know i've i i lose a skylander at least once a level um wow because like they can faint and then you can't use them for the rest of that level whereas before were you just sleepwalking yeah when, yeah when i like especially in spite and especially in the original outside of a few boss fights like the last boss fight in the original was a motherfucker um <laughs> but like the you know you'd breeze through it like i think i like i i had a skylander die because i was just kind of fucking around and was like oh shit okay he's dead where like I brought in a guy who was a level one on one of the last levels, and he just got hit and then died. Um, <laughs> but um, I do have, uh, depending on when this goes up, uh, I will not say specifics about the review since I'm not sure exactly when this goes up. The review will be up uh, Sunday morning at eight o'clock Eastern Time. Um, the game comes out Sunday, um, and it's very good. But this will probably be. The lowest score I will give a Skylanders game. That's that's the most I'll say about the review. And it's not that it's bad, but like I mean, the first one, the concept was fucking amazing. Uh, like I, I still think they. I mean, it's brilliant from a business perspective, and it's also a great game. Um, yeah, it and, really is. Yeah, and uh, and Giants like just did a lot of crazy shit. Like the the whole Giants idea, like with just bigger characters, like that. That wasn't amazing, but. They did a lot of like kind of like weird things with the levels. Like, um, you there's one level where you're controlling a giant mech that is also voiced by George Takai, but that's slightly <laughs> irrelevant. Um, and like that was a lot of fun. And then there's also another level that I know in my review I compared to uh, the 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 stones in Skyward Sword. I forget the name of them, the time shift stones, because it is stuff where it's like this like town that's like dead, and then you hit. A button and it becomes alive and you have to kind of go between that to solve puzzles throughout the level and they did a lot of cool stuff like that and swap force like the levels i i feel like i could be sleepwalking through them and it's not like it's not like it's not enjoyable but it's just like it's all very it feels like i'm just it feels like i'm just going through a routine and i'm still having a great time with it i still played a shit ton of that game in a small amount of time a little bit because of the review and also because i'm having fun but it just it's not it's not as fresh um, I don't think they did a good of a job as making it, you know, this boundlessly creative thing that, that I think it has the potential to be. Uh, they do do that a little bit. There's a bunch of bonus missions that you can unlock where those seem to have that, that creative spark in it. Like there's one that, uh, I saw at a demo, um, a 
couple weeks ago, and I wrote impressions for it, so you can read that now if this is before the review goes up. Um, but it's it's called Master Chef, and you have to like uh, I think they're trying to like cook the elderfish or something. I don't know. There's lots of random mythology in this game. Um, and then uh, you go through the level, and you're fighting all these characters that like have like forks and knives and chef hats, and like every now and then it'll be like it's pumpkin time, and just fucking pumpkins will fall down, and you need to dodge them, and it's just really crazy and fun. <laughs> and I wish like that carried throughout the entire game, but but it doesn't. But it's still it's still really fun. It just like I said, it it's more of the same as opposed to like something amazing. Huh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I don't know, uh, Patrick Barnett is reviewing the 3DS version, um, which uh, from the de- uh, when I played a demo of it a couple weeks ago, it seemed like it was an improvement over last year's, which was a pretty big disappointment for me. Yeah, um, I, I really liked the 3DS version of the original. I was, I was a big fan of that. I, I, ne- I never played Giants that way, but from everything I've heard, it, it was a step back. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and, I mean, it, I was... I was encouraged by uh, by what I played because it seemed like they kind of realized what they fucked up on and are trying to solve it. But yeah, I think that's it for me uh, regarding Skylanders. Cool. For- I don't think I'll ever play any of those games. Nope. <clears throat> Just wait until your kid gets older. The concept older. sounds fine, but I'm not going to buy a bunch of toys. Yeah. Uh, at least not until, well, maybe in a few years when my daughter's older, if there's something similar to that around, yeah. uh, she'd probably get sucked into it. I probably would have loved that shit as a kid. Yeah. I mean, even oh, this yeah. new one, you're talking about how you like combine them. I mean, it just reminds you of like, Dude, it's so fucking cool. It's so fucking cool. <clears throat> but let's move on. Uh, oh, I don't, oh, I don't know. Zach, why don't you go ahead and go? Okay. Uh, so I bought the Muramasa Rebirth on PS on Vita when it came out. <laughs> Remember when you really... called it Maramusa? What? You used to call it Maramusa before it came out. No. Yeah, did you I... did. Oh, it's yeah. Me. <laughs> <clears throat> well, Maramusa uh, Rebirth um, on the Vita. And I didn't really get around to playing it. Um, I just really wanted to have it on a portable system. It had a new translation. Supposedly it's going to have DLC, but it hasn't come out yet. I don't think it ever will. Um, and I just recently went to Vegas for a little mini vacation. So I spent a day on the plane going there and a day on the plane going back. And I played through both campaigns in Muramasa and uh, really, really like it. But now that I've played through both campaigns, and I'm grinding to get swords, I'm finding it very annoying. Because <laughs> it well, the gameplay never changes. Ever. And uh and of course, you know, there aren't really any warp points. So you're running through empty environments, sometimes fighting bad guys, uh sometimes not, and uh that gets old. So yeah. Uh, it, it, this is like this is a re-release of the the Wii game, right? There's yeah, with probably some added in kind of stuff. I can't tell if there's anything added. <laughs> mm. um, Fair enough. I, although I never played the uh, the Kasuke, whatever his name is, I never played his campaign on Wii. I always meant to, but I never got around to it. Uh, his campaign, he plays differently a little bit. Um, well, actually, that's not true at all. He plays differently in that he goes to different he goes to different dungeons 
than Momohime. But otherwise, the gameplay is exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it looks great on Vita. I mean, it looked great on Wii, but it looks phenomenal on the Vita. Um, and the music's really good. And uh, I really like the game. It just really starts to get old. Yeah. Uh, fairly quickly. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I, I like VanillaWare games. I like their art direction. Uh, and um, I actually have two VanillaWare games on Vita. Now that I think about it, I have that and Dragon's Crown. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, Dragon's Crown, not really a like the, like a uh, successor to this or anything, but no. I, I would imagine you would give the nod more to Dragon's Crown as, as the better game. You know, it's it's a better game if you're playing it with other people. Okay. Uh, but if it's just you and the AI <laughs> filling in the empty slots, it's not, not that engaging because the AI oh, okay. is not as good as as a human player. Uh, but it's a better looking game. It's a, I think it's a more fully realized game. Yeah, a little more varied, not as much of the same. Yeah, but uh, and uh, more varied environments. Everything, everything about it's more varied. But, but uh, yeah, if you get online and you're you got three people with you, it's really can't be beat. Yeah, yeah. I heard a lot of people talk very highly of that game. Uh, say for you know some of the art direction stuff and some of the. Stuff that came about from that, you know, the, yeah. the women characters and whatnot, but the the actual gameplay seemed to be received pretty positively. Yeah, it, it is good. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's I won't really talk about the art, the controversy over the art direction, but yeah, let's not get political. Okay, I won't, but I, I do want to <laughs> say if you've played any previous Vanillaware games, it's really not out of left field at all. Yeah, at all. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that one guy's art direction. Yeah, his style exactly. yeah. is like that. I mean, for better or worse. Yeah, for better or worse. Uh, but um, uh, so more Moss is good up to a point, and then I beat Guacamelee uh, in two players. A fantastic with, game. Oh, two oh my players. Gosh, I love it. Yeah, with two players, I, I beat it with Marcus. And um, man, that's just, that's a phenomenal game. Really just, hmm. I'm, re- I'm very close to downloading that. Like, Dude, you should! Oh my gosh, I've had it. It on took my me a while. For... It took it took me until there was a sale. Yeah, uh, but holy crap! I would pay full price for that game now. Now that I know what I know, it's so <laughs> charming, and it's it's an it's a Nintendo game, and it's a real shame that it's not on a Nintendo system. You should. Uh, there was a really good post mortem uh, by uh, one of the developers. Oh yeah, um, on Gama Sutra. That was really interesting to read. They posted it a couple weeks ago. Oh, cool. Did they say we wanted to put this on Nintendo system? Well, I think uh, that <laughs> it's called Pub Fund. Uh, that, that's what helped them out. It was a Sony indie pub fund. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. So, okay. so it's yeah. not going anywhere. <laughs> no. yeah. Well, I think I think that because it's on PC, maybe. It might be coming to PC. It might be one of those things where it's exclusivity. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know exactly how the, the indie pub fund works with Sony. Yeah. I have it on, and it's cross-play, or cross-buy. Yep. So oh, I just cool. beat it, I just bought it on PS3, and I got it on uh, Vita 2. And you can transfer your save. That's always nice. So, I really, I, oh, it's I, great. Wish, I wish more games would do that. I think that's a great feature. Yeah, I do too. All the, actually, now that you mentioned it, Dragon's Crown is getting cross-play patched in uh, next week, maybe? 
It's not cross-buying. That's true. That's true. And uh, I, I already, for some reason, had it. But whatever. Great game. <laughs> uh, guacamole is just phenomenal. And uh, I love it. Love it to death. <laughs> and when you beat the when you beat the the game, the bad guy in the game is called uh, Carlos Calaca. Yep. And when you uh, beat the game, you get a trophy that says yeah, boom. boom Shakalaka. <laughs> boom Shaka Kalaka. Shaka Kalaka. That made me laugh out loud. That's pretty good. Yeah. So there you go. Playing a lot of Vita games. Well, I'll go next because I'm in a, a similar boat. I just got back from California. Yeah. Um, so on the plane ride to and back from uh, L.A., I played a lot of my Vita and played specifically a lot of the Walking Dead game, which I'm finally getting through. Um, I had it on PC. I got it on like some crazy Steam sale for like the whole thing for like five bucks at some point. Oh, my gosh. I know. It was a really good deal uh, <laughs> and played the first two chapters. But it, I don't know. It just wasn't the kind of game I really enjoyed playing at my computer. Um, I like shooters and stuff uh, on PC, but this was a game that seemed very much suited for just kind of kicking back on the couch. Um, and so when the Vita price drop happened, oh, I don't know, two months ago or so, sometime in August, I went ahead and bought the Walking Dead, like, collector's edition of the Vita, which really isn't anything. I mean, there's no, it's not like a fancy skin on the Vita. It's the same normal Vita with just a download code for the Walking Dead. Mm. Um, so it's not really much of a collector's edition, but... Either way, I, I decided to go ahead and do that and figured this would be the perfect opportunity to finally get through it. Uh, and so on the way home, I finally got... I'm at the very end of the fourth chapter, so I've got one more chapter uh, to go. And I really I really enjoy that game. I, I think it's really well done. Um, I mean, it's basically an adventure game, like like all of their... Uh, all, all of Telltale's games have been in the past however many years. Um, but it, it's easily the most, like, well-executed. Um, i trying to think. Telltale did the Strong Bad game, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what other... Why, why am I blanking on Jurassic that? Jurassic Park, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Oh, the Jurassic the, Park game is yeah, awful. It is. The Sam, and Mac, the Sam and Max games. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and those those are all... I mean, well, they're not all good, I should say. But, you know, they're, they're varying qualities with those. But um, there's just something about the, the setting in the world... For the Walking Dead and the weight that comes with decisions that you make, that uh, just really I don't know, really like nails uh, nails this game and, and yeah. makes it makes it so much more fun to play than uh, than than those others. You know, the, the, their other games are usually kind of silly and, and fun and lighthearted, and that's fine. Um, but I'm not like a huge adventure game fan necessarily. No. I'm not like I don't die, you know, like in excitement over like solving puzzles <laughs> in a game really. Um, so having this sort of, uh, I don't know, this kind of survival instinct and this, like, worry over who's going to survive and who's going to die and, like, what you can do to impact that, I think, really adds a, an element yeah. to, to the Walking Dead game that just doesn't exist in the rest of their games. Um, and it, it's so much better for it. And then, actually, you know, it helps to be a fan of the TV show or the comics and you, you know, recognize locations and characters. You know, a few characters from the, the main canon pop up here and there and stuff. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really really enjoying it i i know like the fifth chapter's gotta end in some kind of heartbreak or, or something um yeah and doesn't uh the vita version come with uh the the gap between uh seasons one and two yeah the uh, what 500 days i think it's called yeah, yeah i which i obviously haven't checked out that yet either Neil, i think it's 500 this. days over two 
Five hundred <laughs> yeah. days of summer, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I am very excited for uh, Telltale's next game, which actually launches on. It will be out by the time you hear this. Uh, the the Fables one, The Wolf Among Us. The Wolf Among Us. Yeah, they um, I, reviews for the first chapter just started popping up yeah. today. Yeah, uh, I have not. I've not read Fables in maybe a decade. I don't know. Mm. Um, but I really like that comic when I did read it. I think I read like the first like 40 issues or something like that. It's probably up to some unholy number now. Yeah. Um, but I, I just remember really liking that universe and that seems to be a game that would be very good to play in the style of the walking dead and more interesting to me because I'm not a big <coughs> fan of the walking dead franchise as much. Ooh. Really? Not even the show or anything? I don't, I mean, I, I like the comics, um, and it's not like I enjoyed what I played of the games, but it's just that, like, I don't know. I'm not. Zombies are definitely something that uh, it seems so trendy to be like, oh, I'm tired of zombies, but I'm kind of tired of that's, zombies. That's me. Yeah, that's kind of. There's just so many things. Yeah. I mean, although, I'm there too. Although World War Z, not as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, like, I'll probably see World War Z at some point, but I there's a reason why I didn't see it in theaters. Amen, yeah. brother. Yeah, I, I can see that. If, if if this was just a brand new like zombie franchise, I would not, I, I'd probably I would less carry interested. Less. Yeah, but the fact that it's tied to something I, I like and enjoy uh, that's been around for a while, um, you know, gets gets me excited. I think, yeah. I think I, I zo- the zombification of media kind of reached its uh, its pinnacle with uh, warm bodies. It, it was at I, that I, it was at that point that I thought. Okay, we've we've had enough now. We've gone too nowhere far. else to go but down. I I still kind of want to see warm bodies. I I like Nick no. Holt. Neil, don't do I it. Like Nick Holt. He's, he's in know. other things. Yeah, like <laughs> skins, and he's Beast. Oh yeah, he is Beast. Yeah. Once again, did not see that movie in theaters. Would like to see <laughs> it. <laughs> I didn't either. But um, so yeah, so that that's The Walking Dead. Hopefully, I'll finish the finish the game this weekend, and yeah, be ready to go for season two. I'm excited. Um, so then the only other thing is just something I always kind of come back to. I'm not not really going to talk much about it, but StarCraft Two. I'm at that that weird point where I've decided I just really love playing competitively online in one v one matches. I, I kind of go through this weird thing where for like two or three months I won't touch the game, and then I'll come back, and then like hardcore I'm playing it for the next. I don't know, month, month and a half, and then I just completely fall out of it once, like, a new game comes out that, that eats up more of my time. But I'm at that weird place right now where I'm not really playing anything that's, like, got me fully dedicated, so I just go back to that. Have you um, uh, have you built additional pylons? Oh, yeah, always. Well, no, not really, because I don't, do. play, as, I don't yeah. play as Protoss. I play as Zerg. Oh, okay. So I destroy additional py- pylons. <laughs> you rush them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, here, here's a little known fact about me. Uh, while I'm at work, if they're, it's slow or, or what have you, in the background uh, on YouTube, I will have professional matches of StarCraft II playing, and I will watch them. Wow. So there you go. I listen oh, yeah. to, I watch, uh, I watched recorded live streams of uh, professional StarCraft II matches, and people are crazy good. Does your draw jaw hit the desk? Yeah. I mean, they just... It, They'll show shots of the, of the the players and how their fingers moving on the keyboard. I mean, it's like they're playing a piano, like with how fast they're hitting all these keys and how precise it is. It's really bizarre uh, and kind of fun to watch. But yeah, so yeah, there you go. Uh, JP, why don't you bring us home? Uh, well, my gaming time as of late has been pretty much exclusively. I'm still going through Animal Crossing and 
I've been what playing. What else could you do in that game? How many, <laughs> I don't. How many I don't hundreds know. Hundreds of hours. I don't know how. I I haven't looked at my activity log lately, but it's 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 probably a lot. I don't, you know, always do that much. You know, a, a lot of days I'll just go on and water my flowers and check the store. But you know, <laughs> it, I, I I'm still into this game. Like I I have played this game no, every day awesome. since it every day since it came out, which is uh, almost exactly four months now. Holy uh, crap. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I, yeah, I, I lasted play... about a month and a half, and then Just I get up in I the morning, brush your teeth, make some coffee, find yeah. some fossils. Yeah. yeah, that's what I did. I would, I would make sure I would carve out at least fifteen minutes a day because I'd go in, get the fossils, check the store. Um, and, <laughs> what do you, you know, check the store for? What what continues to come well, to the store? Well, they also they have the Nintendo things that like with the fortune cookies. Yeah. yeah. I have oh. I create I created a second character pretty much entirely to house all my Nintendo stuff from the from the, <laughs> oh. the fortune cookies. Do you, do you still do the stock market every week? No, nah, I gave up on that cuz I, yeah, I it's was not just as profitable and It's uh, a lot of work too. It's yeah. it's work and I kept losing money. I kept like buying them and then not getting good prices. Yeah. Uh so after a while I just stopped that. And I you know, I'll go to the island every once in a while when I'm low on money and I need well, something. Well, JP but... JP the key is to Buy high and sell low. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's certainly a way to do it, and that's kind of how I was doing it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try something else. Um, but yeah, still into that. Uh, no end in sight there. Still still very much into my flowers. The flowers are where I'm at right now. I get the golden <laughs> watering can, and I'm like doing crazy things, which is, I don't know. I never imagined I would be in this position, but that's where I am. Uh, but also that's what sports- she said. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, sports games. So I got you know Madden, NHL, FIFA. You know they're they're all really good, and I'm playing through the various careers. NHL and FIFA are nice because my Flyers and Sounders aren't doing particularly well right now, so I can kind of live in the fantasy world where they're where they're playing well. Um, <laughs> An alternate reality where they're the top teams in the league. Yeah. Um, they're really good. I mean, I've got them on PS3. Uh, I wish I could have them on Wii U because uh, I was a big fan of Madden and especially FIFA on Wii U last year. I thought they made great use of the gamepad, and and I I miss a lot of that stuff. It's a this crime. Year. It's a I crime. I really I really miss a lot of that functionality playing these new versions. I wish I just had all the 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 features of the new versions, the updated rosters and whatnot, but let me call plays on the gamepad. Let me make substitutions and, and stuff with it. Uh, but still, it's it's really good, you know? Like, people... I, I'm one of the crazy people who buys these, like, every year. I buy them for the roster update and the, the several new features they put in, but, you know, I, I, I play them a ton. I played FIFA over 100 hours last year. I can easily see myself doing the same thing this year, so... You know, I to me to me it's a it's a good investment. Um, I I feel sad for thinking about myself in November of last year and how excited I was, like imagining what kind of features would be added to NHL on the Wii U. It would, and then sucks, that never man. happened. I know, I was so excited. I know it's it's like EA's NHL game. I would you know prob- almost saying that. I'd probably say that NHL is is the best of of EA sports games. I think yeah. it's 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 really finely tuned. It's in it's good. FIFA FIFA is very good. FIFA's close, but NHL <coughs> is is just great. It's it's it has the right mix of like 
you know, simulation. It's got, you know, hardcore elements. It's got, you know, all the details you would want, but it's, it's, it, it's pretty easy to pick up and play. It's, you know, it's, it's, I think the best adaptation of a sports game to, you know, using multiple sticks on a console that I've played and, you know, Madden does a few things with it. FIFA does a few things, but you know, NHL is built around the dual sticks, and I think it works really well. You, you, right, you know, it's perfect. I mean, with the deking and, and the shooting and everything, I mean, it really works well with that second stick. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I intend to get NHL this year, um, but I played the demo, uh, which is the first hockey game that I played since I think 1996. Um, outside of like shit like NHL hits, um, but I was amazed at how well the whole two stick thing worked. Um, yeah. It, I was looking at the controls. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And then I, yeah, I know. played it. I'm like, oh, okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah. It doesn't take long to get used to. I mean, I think it's, you know, sports games have a reputation for being very hard to, to kind of wrap your head around the controls. And I think the NHL games, you know, it, it may be unconventional, but it's, it's fairly simple. You know, you get your left hand, your left thumb controls movement, your right thumb controls the stick. You got like pass and whatnot on the on the shoulder buttons, and that's all you need. Yep. Well, it sounds. I mean, that sounds better than you know. In Madden these days, you have the ten second loading screen where you have to memorize the layout. Yeah. And yeah, every Madden, every button does like five in different all honesty, things at depending this point, on what position. The only you're reason playing. why I know how to play Madden is because I've been playing it for fifteen years. That's the thing. Yeah, the, I've been playing Madden for over a decade, so it's like I it just it doesn't change. I mean, like, I don't want to be, like, it changes from year to year, but it doesn't change that much from year to year, and the controls saw... generally stay pretty much the same. So, JP, you I, have this year's Madden, right? Yes. I was playing it recently, and I saw a loading screen that made me think that I was doing sprinting completely wrong, and they changed that underneath me at some point. Because it seemed to imply that you just tap it to get a stamina boost, as opposed to permanently holding it, which is what I've been doing forever. I've been holding it, so... Okay. Like, I, All right, I, so I, we're both I... fucked. Yeah, <laughs> let's play online now. <laughs> I, I think it might be because I have noticed, especially this year, how it's like, man, my guys get slow really quickly. <laughs> it might be that you're meant you're meant to just tap it as opposed to uh, hold it down, and like you're you're draining Maybe. it too fast or just not yeah, using. But that's it right. also yeah. uh, that is unlearning fifteen years of Madden. Right. I, I don't like it. If yeah. that's uh, the case, JP, do you mess around much with the NHL '94 mode? I've, I haven't played much of it. I played, that was actually the first thing I touched when I got the game, and I played a couple of games that way. Um, it doesn't, honestly, it doesn't seem to change things that much. It's more it's more of an aesthetic change than it is really a gameplay change. The, the, right. controls, the controls are very simplified. The Graphically, you know, it's got the blue ice. It's got, you know, like organ music at times, but it, it, it really doesn't feel that different from the, the main game. Yeah. You can play. Can you play online that way? Yes. Okay, that's cool. Are the Anchorage Aces in uh, this game? What league are they in? I have no idea. Uh, there, there are a lot of different leagues in the game, so there's yeah, a good choice. Yeah. There's a good chance that they're in there. I just don't. I don't know what league those that team is in. Right there, there are. Yeah, they they have like all most of the minor leagues in there. They've got the AHL and the CHL. Do they have the, the Trenton Titans that don't exist anymore? <laughs> That's ECHL. I'm not sure if the, I think the ECHL, but I, maybe it's not. I don't know. It's fucked up that oh. you knew that. Well, I guess they were a Flyers farm team. <laughs> no, I just know. Yeah. I mean, like that's. Oh yeah, like, yeah, because you have that. There's the Erie team in the ECHL, yeah, right? No, they're in the yeah. CHL. They're in the OHL. It's the Canadian, the junior leagues. The ECH, I just ECHL is basically double A hockey. I mean, that's 
Yeah. You get the the AHL is AAA, the ECHL is AA, and so I, I'm not sure if that we. I know the AHL's in there. I'm not sure about the eight. So. Does the crowd ring cowbells when you make a goal? I, you know, I I have not noticed, but I, I'm not sure I would notice. I mean, it's... that needs to happen. Yeah, they can patch that in. They, I'm sure they could. <laughs> Um, I have been to many Anchorage Aces games, and there's always cowbells. <laughs> you know, for someone who on Twitter talks so much shit about people tweeting about hockey, you seem to uh, be a little bit of a he fan cares. yourself. He cares. I have to be a fan of the local team. Yeah. Yeah. And let it be known, I didn't pay for any of my tickets. <laughs> bastard. It is, it is on the record. <laughs> yeah. I forced my friends who wanted me to come along to buy the tickets for me. You're a great friend, Zach. I really am. I yeah. really, really am. Well, does that uh, does that do it for you, JP? I think so. You know, sports games, Animal Crossing, <laughs> all all the essentials. Really hey, are you guys are you guys uh, downloading Pokemon or buying it retail? Well, I mean, I, I was, was going to say either way, we're it. buying it. Well, yeah, yeah I'm gonna right. I'm gonna I'm gonna download. Me too. I haven't bought a physical game. Not counting the Madden that I had to buy for Sunday Ticket, but apart from that, I haven't bought a physical game in probably over a year. Damn. Yeah. Yep. I I don't do physical if I can help it. I, I have apart from Shin Megami Tensei Four, I haven't bought a physical game in in forever. So yeah, I don't think I've, I've reviewed games that are physical copies. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've got a couple of those. I'm trying to think what the uh, Paper Mario. <laughs> yeah, last physical game I bought, which that was a good one to buy physical. Yeah, because that was a piece of shit. I mean, uh. it, was, it was a bad game. <laughs> That's right. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, that will do it. So, everybody, cool. thank you for listening. Tell us in the comments what you're playing or uh, what you think about the games we talked about. Are we crazy? I don't know. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys, for being here, and we'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget to send your listener mail to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com, and please rate and review the show on iTunes. Now, stay tuned for a bonus segment on Grand Theft Auto V. Top of the list, then I play my own shit and win something like this. 
street in my six fall Jocking the bitches, slapping the hoes I went to the park to get the scoop Knuckleheads out there, cold shooting smoke Car cools up, who can it be? The fresh El Camino rolling Kilo G He rolls down the window and he starts to say It's all about making that GTA Cause the boys in the hood are always hard Come talking that trash and we'll pull your card Knowing nothing in life but to be legit Don't quote me boy, I ain't said shit as hell and I wanna get ill So I go to a place where my homeboys chill Fellas out there trying to make that dollar I pulled up in the 6-4 Impala Greeted with the 40 and I start drinking From the 8-ball my breath starts stinking I gotta get my girl to rock that body Before I left I hit the Bacardi Pulled to the house, get her out of the pad And the bitch said something to make me mad She said something I couldn't believe So I grabbed a stupid bitch by a nappy ass weave Started talking shit, wouldn't you know I reached back like a pimp and I slapped the hoe And her father stood up and he started to shout So I threw a right cross and knocked his old ass out Cause the boys in the hood are always hard Come talking that trash and we'll pull your card Knowing nothing in life but to be legit Don't quote me boy, I ain't said shit Hey everybody, Alex Kalafi here, and with me this week to talk about Grand Theft Auto V in this bonus segment is Danny Bivens. Yeah, hello. And obviously, this is getting pushed to a bonus segment because it is not available on the Wii U, it is available on PlayStation 3, 360, there is a huge PC petition, although it's not available there yet, and a lot of people are guessing that it will be available on PS4 and Xbox One at some point. Mm-hmm. Danny, do you think it'll end up being on Wii U? Uh, <laughs> if, it, if it had come out on Wii U, I would imagine that it would possibly come out in Japan, because nobody gives a shit about the Xbox. But I yep. think if, if that was going to happen, I think we would have heard something about it already. And the game launches on October 11th here in Japan, and it's... By the time you know the listeners out there hear this, it's it's definitely not gonna happen uh, at right. least at launch. So yeah. So is there uh out of curiosity, is there any hype for Grand Theft Auto Five in Japan? Uh, I know it's a huge game everywhere, but what mm-hmm. about Japan? I mean, it's not really that big. I mean, I think from what I can tell from talking to kids, because I you know I work with kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are some kids that know about this game, and well, at least the series. I don't know, really, they know about five, but it's kind of like an underground-y type of thing. So, I mean, this isn't going to be selling, like, millions of, you know, units or anything. It, if it got up to, like, 100,000, 200,000, something like that, lifetime, maybe that's a possibility. I mean, um, so, yeah. so many people have PlayStation 3s here, so it, it can maybe happen. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, I think the... 
proper first question to this is to sort of give some perspective on uh, your experience with Grand Theft Auto. So what is your experience with the Grand Theft Auto series, Danny? Um, well, you know, I bought Grand Theft Auto 3 back in the day because everyone at my high school at the time when it came out was talking about it, and uh, I really wanted to try it out. And, you know, I never played Grand Theft Auto 2 or the first one or anything like that, so I, I really have really no idea or frame of reference with that stuff. But, yeah. um, you know, with the with the first with Grand Theft Auto 3, the first one that I played, I, I never, like, beat it, but I always just, you know, thought it was fun just to go around and just blow stuff up and run people over with cars and, <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. kind of stuff like that, just kind of senseless violence. Um, great, great job, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, and then from that, I mean, I my little brother had Vice City, and, you know, I played a little bit of that. I played Liberty City Stories on PSP, and um, I played to completion uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 about five years ago or so. Um, yeah, so, and I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit, um, despite, you know, what some people say about, I don't know, problems they have with the series, I guess you could say. But, yeah, I think there are, uh, well, there's more than a few GTA fans, well, types of GTA fans, but it seems that most of them are generally in either the... I really love the PlayStation 2 games and anything outside of that. I don't know if I'm okay with. Mm -hmm. And then there are the people who like the HD games and uh, don't quite like the PS2 games. There's plenty of people who fall in the middle. Plenty of people who love everything. Plenty of people who probably even only like the first two. Sure. Uh, but there are generally those two camps. And while I think you're one of these people in the middle, I am one of the... HD proponents mm -hmm. of the Grand Theft Auto series. The first one I played was on my PS3 when it came out in 2008. It was probably the first new game I had bought on I had purchased on PlayStation 3. Mm -hmm. And because it was also my first Grand Theft Auto game that I had experienced, that one's always the magical one, right? Sure, sure. That one is the one where uh, you're doing everything for the first time. You're going through the story for the first time. You're experiencing the Grand Theft Auto experience uh, as if it was brand new. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I have hundreds of hours in GTA oh, 4. Wow. Between <laughs> the, uh, well, no, I've played the story roughly wow. five times. I love the wow. DLC for it. Mm -hmm. I, even, like, until GTA 5 came out, I was still having sessions of, like, an hour where I would go on, turn on the cell phone sheets, and then just go nuts for an hour and a half. <laughs> And it's it was just an amazing game. Like it's still one of my favorite stories in a game of all time of all time. Even though that's one of the main complaints people have about the game. Mm -hmm. And even though people uh, like will shit on the driving, will shit on the the uh, combat. I think it's a huge step up over San Andreas when I played that just in the last year. Like mm -hmm. I really wanted to play San Andreas, and I I had no uh, bad expectations. I just wanted to play it as, hey, here's a new great Grand Theft Auto game I could play. Mm -hmm. And it was hard to go back to those shooting mechanics because they weren't quite standardized to the triggers as they are today. Right. The movement didn't work so well, and the story seemed like it was pushed further in the background than I would like. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you can get where I'm coming from, just from my limited perspective. I mean, the reason why Grand Theft Auto 4 was my first game is because I was too young to play the PS2 one. Sure. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I totally get it, and you know, honestly, 
the story and the older ones, like, you know, three never really grabbed me. I mean, I, like I said, I, I just kind of just farted around with the game really. And with Liberty City stories, I actually, I was actually playing through the missions and stuff like that and having a good time. But man, playing on the PSP is kind of like a pain. I mean, it's just not, I'm not a big fan of, you know, the thumb nub or whatever you want to call it. And um, I don't know, as cool as it was to have that experience, you know, that I could, at the time I was here in Japan, I could take it around and, you know, play on the train and whatnot. But I, I don't know. It's just for me, I'd rather just play it on, you know, the uh, big TV. And, you know, with some of the refinements and stuff like that they made with Grand Theft Auto 4 and then, you know, kind of carried into other games like Red Dead Redemption and stuff like that. I, I really, really enjoyed that stuff. I really enjoyed the kind of the evolution of the series from, you know, the PlayStation 2 up until, you know, this current generation of consoles. And it is a weird evolution uh, <laughs> to make because, you know, it started at the goofy, uh, you know, there's some elements grounded in realism in the PS2 games, but it's mostly, uh, we just want to give you a sandbox to have fun with. Being realistic is secondary, which mm -hmm. is something admirable if you're into that. <coughs> and then Grand Theft Auto 4 changed everything where it wanted to get as realistic as it could be. Mm -hmm. Now, how realistic it is in the grand scheme of things, that's up to question. <laughs> mm -hmm. But we are getting into Grand Theft Auto V now, and we've had the really goofy GTA. We've had the super serious GTA. And when I got this game, and it is probably my most anticipated game of all time, I, I got to the point where before it came out, I started having dreams about it. <laughs> it was one of those kinds of games. Oh, sure, yeah, I get you. My first impression was that this is the fusion of those two ideas. Mm -hmm. It is trying to take the things people loved about GTA 4, the refinements made there, the fun and lighthearted nature. Well, I guess lighthearted is up for question when we talk about the story. <laughs> yeah. And then the advancements made in Red Dead Redemption and Max Payne, and it seems like they mush those all into one game. What did you think of this game when you just started playing it? Well, even before I started playing it, I was a little bit skeptical to be honest. I was thinking, you know, even like reading reviews and stuff, people were like, "This is like the best game I've ever played," and you know, ten out of ten, and you know, this is so realistic and stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit of a it's skeptic. GTA reviews, you shouldn't take those yeah. seriously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know. And then you know, when I actually played it for myself, I thought, "Man, this you know, this does look really good, and this is really fun." And they definitely you know have some improvements over you know Grand Theft Auto Four. And you know, like I said before, I think you know, kind of implementing some things even from Red Dead, like you know, just simple things like regenerating health, crap like that. I mean, it's just you know, it's just like simple things that should be there should have been there in my opinion um or there now and i think it's great so what yeah. were your first impressions of the uh the world of los santos when you entered it because i know you have that tutorial mission but then after that after right. you're introduced to the mechanics which we'll talk about in a while mm -hmm. what was it like being thrown into that world what were your impressions of that i was just one thing that i, I kind of noticed was like how I mean, it's kind of just stupid, I guess, but I was like, Jesus, I mean, these streets look like ridiculously realistic. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like with the, with the simple things of when you're driving around, even like just different types of pavement and crap like that, just like so much detail has went into everything and everything looks like really, really good. I mean, you know, sometimes if you get up really, really close to something, then maybe you can see 
<laughs> that it's not as good or something. But you know, come on, that's I don't yeah. know. I, I do that stuff because I'm a fucking weirdo. But <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I do it too. Okay, we're both weirdos. But uh, yeah. you know, I don't think that the majority of people really care about that type of stuff. So, but I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, did you? Were you a parent? Like, were you initially aware of how big the game was? No, I wasn't. And you know, cause I, I never played San Andreas. And, you know, after playing 4, I remember around the time people kept saying, like, man, San Andreas is, like, so much bigger. You can do, like, more stuff and all that type of crap. So I was imagining, like, you know, Grand Theft Auto V taking place in essentially, like, the same place. And I was thinking, man, well, this is going to be kind of like Grand Theft Auto Four, but bigger. And yeah. just kind of, yeah, just grander in scope. So I was kind of really looking forward to, um, you know, getting to see that. Um, yeah, I think... I think Grand Theft Auto V, for me personally, was a game that I was not sold on visually at first, mm -hmm. but I became sold on as I played it. Mm -hmm. When I started playing it, uh, I had come from the marketing that had promised me that there was not going to be very much draw distance, that it was going to be this insanely beautiful game, uh, and just so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And when I came in with these uh, expectations... <clears throat> What I came into was the unrealistic expectation that there would be no poppin' in this game, mm -hmm. which is just not the case. It's a Grand Theft Auto game. It is made by Rockstar. It is an open-world game made in this generation. Regardless of what engine they had, mm -hmm. regardless of how they uh, pushed this engine to the limit, I should have expected the fact that there would be cars popping in into the late distance, people popping into the late distance, mm -hmm. and then... On Mount Chiliad, mm -hmm. bushes would come into view, uh, and textures would have to load as you got closer, which sure. was one of the things that bummed me out initially. Mm -hmm. And this was coupled with the fact that uh, I was playing it on a good TV, mm -hmm. and I still noticed some aliasing issues on uh, like some lampposts and occasionally on the grass and on some cars, Sure, and that really bummed me out too so that was what was in my mind as i was playing the story for the first chunk of it mm -hmm. but then as i got deeper one of the things i really appreciated was how you can see the mountains to some extent in the back and how uh it gta 5 isn't necessarily the most beautiful game when you look at it all at once mm -hmm. but when you look at each part really close it is an insanely beautiful game oh yeah like, definitely. let's say you, let's say Michael's by the pool, he has his shirt off. Mm -hmm. His skin looks like skin that I might expect out of a next-generation game. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the roads, they have that sheen to them, but still that rugged sheen that I would expect from a real road. And if you move the camera to the right place, you can even see that like little rainbow like glare effect from the sun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's just a really beautiful game to, to me from that perspective. Uh, I don't know if you had any of the same experience. No, definitely, because, you know, like I just mentioned, I like kind of paying attention to, like, these little technical details and stuff. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, you get really close to, like, the characters' faces, like Michael, for instance, like, you could see, I guess, kind of what uh, pores on his face or, you know, the little <laughs> individual stubble things, basically. Yeah. It's it's pretty incredible, I mean, for, you know, kind of the, how much power they're getting out of this generation's, you know, system. I mean... You know, this 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 late in the game, I could totally get it, but I, it's still like really impressive. 
Were you bothered by the poppin' and uh, aliasing at first? I was disappointed. Um, maybe oh, so you noticed it. Yeah, maybe even still a little bit to some point, but it doesn't, you know, take away from the gameplay yeah. <laughs> at all. It's it's like it, it was only something that bothered me at first, and then as I got on, it's not even part of my memory of the GTA experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as for the size, I think the interesting thing is when they were promising uh, with underwater plus mm-hmm. interiors plus uh, the world itself, that this is bigger than GTA 4, San Andreas, and Red Dead Redemption combined. And I think that might be the case if you really do add everything up, but I think a more realistic estimate is most of Grand Theft Auto 4 with most of Red Dead Redemption stacked on top of it. Okay, because Red Dead Redemption's pretty freaking huge. (laughs) Yeah, just like the top part of the map. Mm-hmm. And uh, the city part of Los Santos, and I don't mind this, is most the size is most of the size of Grand Theft Auto Four, but it sure. is a little smaller. Sure, I definitely think these people who are saying San Andreas is a bigger map probably a little crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you got that impression. Either. Yeah, I, I don't know because I never played it. Even you know after I heard these oh, wow. insane people tell me. So, <laughs> are you talking about the, uh, San Andreas on PlayStation Two, or do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you playing the PlayStation 3 version? Yeah, 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 okay. Yes, yeah. okay, I, what I was talking about right there is the, you know, uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas on PlayStation 2, like, right. you know, how everybody, when I was playing number 4, they're like, oh man, San Andreas on PS2 is so much bigger, but <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't... Well, if you want, I assume, well, do you have a, uh, do you have an American account on the ple- on the PSN? Yeah. Okay, well, one thing you could do is, if you really wanted to play San Andreas, they do have the PS2 Classics version for 10 bucks. Oh, wow. Which, 10 or 15, which is still a pretty good deal if you really want to play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the map itself was huge, especially in comparison to GTA 4. Not San Andreas, we're, we're back to 5. Okay. <laughs> um, so, like, it's got the city, which I think is smaller than GTA 4, mm-hmm. but also much more dense with stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you have lakes, you have a military base, you have a huge prison, mm-hmm. you have mountains, you have a desert, you have small towns, you have, uh, like, even a forest to the side. And I didn't necessarily entirely appreciate it throughout the story because... I was playing the story and I was just going where they told me to. Uh-huh. But once you're on your own and once you know what it feels like to drive down one of those highways and just listen to like rebel radio <laughs> and doing nothing else, mm-hmm. it's a pretty good feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you uh, played around with the sandbox stuff at all? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes I just, you know, outside of the mission stuff, I just went around uh, kind of doing some of the extra missions or even just like going to certain locations. Um, stuff like that. Yeah, man, I've been pretty much all over the whole map, um, yeah. almost in its entirety. And even like the underwater stuff too, which, you know, I, I didn't even think about at first, but, you know, I guess I must have read it at some point and just <laughs> kind of forgot. But yeah, that's incredible. I mean, like this whole underwater world is also <laughs> out there too, which is, yeah, it was just kind of blew my mind. I was really surprised that that's, you know, that level of detail was even there at that particular point in the game you know at that particular spot Uh, it's pretty great have you been uh have you been under the impression that the exploration just without any intention of killing necessarily is actually more fun to do than going on uh gun-based rampages 
Well, I, you know, I, I'll be honest, I really do like, well, particularly gun pace rampage <laughs> things, but, <laughs> I um, too. um, no, it, it can be a lot of fun. Cause like I said, there's just a lot of just cool stuff that you don't even know is there. And uh, I know for me, a lot of the ways I found out a lot about this cool stuff is maybe some of the just random encounters that you have with NPCs and stuff. They're like, mm -hmm. Hey, take me here or Hey, you know, whatever stuff like that. And it's just incredible to see all this crazy stuff. Have you been using the cheats? Because once I beat the game, I was uh, I've been using the cheats a lot because they got the invincibility one. Okay. They got the uh, the super speed and super jumping one. They got explosive ammo, which basically makes <laughs> every bullet like a mini rocket launcher. Oh god! <laughs> have you been? I'm guessing you haven't been playing with that stuff a, lo a lot. No, I haven't played with that at all. Um, uh, okay. yeah. So, all right, that is something you should definitely look forward to in the <laughs> post game. Because okay. That's when I saved all my rampages for uh, because I basically did the story first and then I did all the crazy side stuff after. Okay. I, I've been kind of doing them both in tandem. Um, okay. I mean, yeah, Jesus, like this week I probably played something like either, somewhere between 20 and 30 hours of the game. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I usually, I usually don't do that with like any game, which is, it's like once a year I'll do this with like a, some kind of like a open world E kind of game. So yeah. See, the big issue for me was I got this uh, a week and a half before I got Pokemon X. Uh -huh. So within the span of about two weeks, I ended up playing about 80 hours of video games. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, no, that's just, that's part of the Grand Theft Auto V experience. It's one of the only games that I can get 50 hours in in under a month mm -hmm. and not even think that much of it. Sure. Uh, so moving on, I don't want to spend too too much time on this but the shooting the combat and the driving like the mechanics in this game how did you feel about them in relation to gta 4 oh, I, it's a complete step up i mean uh cover and stuff like that it's i, I don't yep. even, was it even could you even do that really in gta 4 or if it you... was like it was their loose interpretation of the idea of cover i just remember being awful and just getting frustrated with that stuff a lot uh on, in gta 4 but, um, yeah, number five, I, I never really had any problems. I mean, the only time that, it, you know, if I was in cover and I would get, like, just blasted as if maybe some guy just snuck up on me or something, but, you know, got behind yeah. where I'm covering. I mean, that's just kind of my own fault or something, you know. Mm -hmm. But, um, no, man, I thought it was just amazing. It was really good. Um, didn't have any problems with it at all. And what of the driving? Um, you know, people complained about driving in Grand Theft Auto 4, which I thought was fine and yeah it almost seems like too easy <laughs> uh, in, in grand theft auto 5 like i'm even with you know some of the characters that aren't necessarily good at driving starting out i'm still like weaving in and out of traffic and you know only murdering people every once in a while <laughs> you know yeah as opposed to like every turn or something but especially with franklin's ability oh yeah when you can slow stuff down oh yeah and you can just swerve in between cars like nothing oh yeah it's it's incredible um, I agree that everything is probably a huge step up. The shooting, I think, controls like a proper third-person shooter now. Mm -hmm. It reminded me a little bit of the Max Payne 3 shooting, mm -hmm. which especially was the case with Michael when you have what essentially amounts to bullet time. Ah, yeah. And it, it seemed like it played <clears throat> like a proper third-person shooter. It seemed like Rockstar learned from everything that had come since then, mm -hmm. not only their own games, but other third-person shooters as well. The cover system worked very well. 
the cover system felt organic. Like I didn't look at a room and go, okay, here's where all these gunfights are going to take place. Mm -hmm. It just sort of happened. Right. And uh, the driving, I actually really loved the driving in GTA 4. Mm -hmm. I thought it handled almost like a proper car. Mm -hmm. And even though the driving was different than other games, and even though it had a learning curve, Mm -hmm. once you get good at the driving, you become really, really good at the driving. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, in GTA 5, it keeps a lot of the things that I love about GTA 4's driving. Like, I can still move cars in this heavy fashion that I want to, Mm -hmm. but it also makes it feel a bit like a racing game. Things stick Uh. to the ground more. It doesn't feel that floaty. And I like how it's a lot easier to control cars Mm -hmm. now. It, which might be for the less realistic, but I think it's also for the more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the hand-to-hand combat, uh, I like that there's just R2 now, which you can just press, and it's like the beat someone up button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just like the haymaker, you just come up and just <laughs> wallop somebody. and uh... Yeah, you, you just run, like, run with Trevor and, like, karate chop someone in the back of the head and then they just go down <laughs> man I, I had like a, a an experience where i don't know i was outside of franklin's house and this mm-hmm. woman came up to me and started saying something i don't know how or why i did it i just hit that button and i backhanded her and then she was dead yes and I was like, it's, it's basically the slapping button yeah it was like what? and she's dead i backhanded her to death with one slap it was yeah, the, uh, the, the death is funny in this game because sometimes, like in GTA 4, the ambulances will come and they will uh, deal with whoever's there. <laughs> and one time I hit someone with like the same slap you did. The ambulance came and when they came there, they had that dialogue was like, uh-oh, we've lost her. <laughs> <laughs> so they assume, so like it actually kills someone in the game. It doesn't just knock them out. Yeah. I mean, it's a little um, ridiculous. I mean, it's kind of funny, I guess, if you're into that sort of thing. I am. So, <laughs> yeah, so you can turn the auto-aim off if you want, but I don't know if you would agree with me on this, but even though I'm okay at shooters, I actually prefer to keep auto-aim on in GTA games. I don't know if it's for the power fantasy or whatever, but I just <laughs> I just like the feeling. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I really got used to that stuff in, you know, Red Dead, just kind of, you know, just tapping the... The trigger or whatever and you know just kind of just get right on the characters it was just so easy and just fun you know uh, yeah. and when i'm playing a game for you know 40 50 hours i want to make sure i'm having fun and not just like battling the controls so you know to whoever thinks maybe if people out there are thinking well you're not a real gamer you didn't do it without <laughs> that you cheater it's like i'll oh, fuck you <laughs> i mean i i want to have fun with my game and that's how i have fun with it so yeah. And it's still kind of a challenging game. Oh, yeah. Because even though you're not worrying about aiming that much, mm-hmm. it still becomes a game of making sure you're covered at the right spot because the AI is a lot smarter now mm-hmm. and they know when to stay back. But when they can, they will rush you like yeah. nobody's business. Yeah. <laughs> um, so moving on to the story, the missions, etc. This game is interesting because it introduces three protagonists. You got Franklin, who is the driver. You got uh, Trevor, who basically embodies the sandbox character. He is the guy you want to be when you want to murder an entire police force. 
And well, no, that's a hundred percent the case, and mm-hmm. that's a hundred percent why they designed him. Mm-hmm. While Franklin, I think, was designed to be the blank slate for you to uh, immerse yourself in. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that Michael is the basis of the story. Mm-hmm. That's sort of his purpose. And not only does it f- serve these narrative reasons, but if you want to drive, and if you want a good driver, that's Franklin. He's got his special ability where he can slow down time. If you want to wreck shit up you got trevor who has his uh rampage mode and then you got michael who has bullet time or Mm -hmm. what is essentially bullet time right and i was worried about this at first because while i love gta 4 and its dlc i thought that this would take the focus away from a huge story that gta 4 had which was one of one of my favorite things about it Mm -hmm. and as i noticed and as i hope you did too Mm -hmm. that is definitely not the case and if anything having three characters improved both the gameplay experience and the story experience yeah i would totally agree with that um what'd you think of the three character experience danny i I thought that was a really clever kind of thing to do because like you said i mean you kind of have like instead of just one character being good at everything which is I guess kind of unrealistic, but then again, we are mm-hmm. talking about a video game here, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it just kind of gives you a little bit more variety and stuff, and I mean, yeah, you can do anything that you do with one character, you can do with, you know, the other, but I mean, you know, like you said, with these specific special moves or whatever that they have, I mean, it's if you're going to be driving around, Franklin's a guy, you know, and this basically is like exactly yeah. like you said, so. Um, the focus of the story is well there are two focuses the first is on trevor and michael's story it's not definitely not franklin he just sort of comes in at first and he's he's you he's the one who reacts to everything Mm -hmm. and then the focuses are trevor and michael's story which is built around their past they each have their own individual stories like trevor He's a meth dealer. He's, a, he's an extremely <laughs> intelligent meth dealer who uh, is also a psychopath who does who will murder casually to get his way. Yeah. In the first scene, which you see him, he casually murders a uh, an extremely major character from a previous Grand Theft Auto game, which I don't know if you noticed that. No, I didn't notice that at all. Okay, so you have not played Lost in the Damned. No, I didn't. Okay, I'm, I'm, okay, man, when that came out, I really wanted to get it, but I think for whatever reason, I don't know, I wasn't able to add like credit to my Xbox Live account or some crazy shit or whatever, I don't know. So I couldn't play it. I never got to play it. Here's what you're going to do. While we're talking, I'm going to send you the cover of GTA Lost in the Damned, <laughs> and then you are going to react to it live. Okay. Uh, and you are going to understand why... It is such a shitty thing, but also extremely brilliant thing for Rockstar to do. Uh, Pages loading, but more importantly, so Trevor's this meth dealer. He wants to get his own way. He'll kill anyone casually, like you will when you are going on your killing rampages. (laughs) Franklin is this street hustler who doesn't want to be that kind of guy anymore. Mm -hmm. And Michael is a retired bank robber who basically won GTA, he won (laughs) the goal of GTA, but as a GTA character would probably tend to do in a realistic situation, they can't really keep their nose out of the game, even if they have every opportunity to. Mm -hmm. And I really liked this, uh, what's it called? This story premise, because it allows you to see things 
from more perspectives and it allows the story to stay way more fluid than it's ever been before. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you think of this, Danny? Yeah, I completely agree. And I know it sounds like a broken record, <laughs> but like, yeah, no, no, no. You're saying basically everything that I'm kind of thinking. Um, yeah, I, I thought that, you know, like I said, just having all these three characters, these three different perspectives, uh, backgrounds, really. I mean, fucking Trevor is insane. And, you know, Frank, I, you know, honestly, I really like Frank a lot. Uh, I don't know. I think he's just kind of a cool guy. And when Michael and Trevor yep. are doing something absolutely stupid, he's like, man, fuck you guys. You're dumb. He's the guy you're supposed to like <laughs> when you hate everything else. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I still do like the other two. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. And, uh, Personally, while some people think he's the worst character, I loved Trevor's story, I loved playing as Trevor, and I felt none of these bad feelings while playing him, because I thought playing Trevor was extremely cathartic. I thought it, no, I thought it felt great to play him. I liked a story that actually focused on the idea of the GTA character we all play as. Uh but I also, I did send you that picture. So see if you recognize that guy right on the front of the box there. This guy? I th- oh, okay. I think I know this guy. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> GTA 4 lost in the damn spoilers. Speed up a minute if you want. <laughs> uh, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. They straight up murdered the protagonist of Lost in the Den. <laughs> they just murdered him in the introductory cutscene. <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. And I also think the GTA 4 things they do is also pretty brilliant oh, yeah I, like I, they mm-hmm. yeah they reference nico mm-hmm. and you can also bring on packy as a heist member are you serious damn it i missed yes. that huh. uh, what were you gonna say no that's no probably nothing <laughs> okay oh boy um but fluid is definitely the name of the game here because not only on mission but off mission whenever you switch casually between any of the three characters they all have like at least a dozen or two of these vignettes where they're all living their own life. And that is what this world is trying to achieve. It's trying to make it feel like the world is going on even when you're not playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything to add there, Danny? No, it's, uh, you know, I really like the mechanic when you're actually changing too. just the, it zooms out into basically showing you kind of like a uh, higher version of like the map from where you are. And then it just kind of pans over to where the other character is and then zooms in, in the middle of whatever they're doing, which is, yeah, it's just really impressive. And you know, every single time I see it, it's like, wow, it's still cool. You know, I don't get tired of it when it happens. Like sometimes when you're Franklin, he will just be putting his clothes on and then you just live his life like that. Sometimes when you're Michael, he will be, getting into an argument with his family, or at one point, be talking to his family and just having a nice conversation with them. Hmm. And when you're Trevor, sometimes you'll wake up in the mountains in a women's dress. (laughs) Because that is what happens when you're Trevor. I I always had it happen where I woke up in his underwear and he's puking and he's like on drugs or drunk. (laughs) (laughs) He he is high in about half of his... uh, He's either high or he's asking a homeless person for a hand job. That is what Trevor is doing. <laughs> yeah, Trevor is ridiculous. He is a character. Indeed. <laughs> um, but not only does it go to this character stuff, but it also goes into the world. Because like, if, you're, if I'm Michael and I go into a hair salon, there was one time I went into a hair salon and it was being held up by completely random criminals. Oh, wow. Because they, uh, 
they introduced these Red Dead Redemption random things to make the world feel a lot more alive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I never noted. I never had that particular thing happen. But um, yeah. no, nah, man, like, yeah, you see crazy crap like that just happening all over the city. Uh, police are chasing around other people and crap like that. Gun, you know, one time I was just on a train, got off the train after murdering everybody. Uh, <laughs> and then I got out of the train and there was a gun battle. I was like, oh, cool, I'm just going to go shoot people. And then the whole gang just kind of came down on me and killed me. <laughs> yeah. And then if you go into weird parts of the map, there are sometimes some really bizarre ones. Oh, yeah. Like um, when you're Trevor and you pick up a hitchhiker, you get the option to drop off that hitchhiker at a cultist camp. Oh, yeah. Where... Uh -huh. It is presumed on the internet that they will use that hitchhiker for human sacrifice. Jesus. And uh, if you enter this cultist camp because the fences are all blocked off and you can only enter in from the roof, it is all nude old men and women. <laughs> what? It is just old people. And I don't mean nude like, oh, they have underwear. They have their dicks hanging out. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. I, I think I remember hearing them reference that. He, like, referenced it or something. But I never actually found the place. Um, okay. So, more importantly, <laughs> this is the story section of the... Uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 talk, and this is what happens when you play Grand Theft Auto 5. You tend to ramble off about all the cool shit that happens in Grand Theft Auto 5. Mm -hmm. uh, so the story, it's heist-based, and each of these heists are basically inspired by the four-leaf or three-leaf clover mission from GTA 4, where you basically hold up a bank. And each of these heists, they have a planning process with Lester, who's one of the guys from the old bank-robbing crew, and you plan for the heist, and then you pull off the heist in these extravagant missions. What'd you think of those? Oh my god, that was my favorite. Those are always my favorite parts of the whole game. Um, yeah. And I, I just keep wishing that, you know, man, I wish there were just more and more and more of these that would never stop <laughs> appearing. Yeah, I wish there were twice as many, yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, the missions, though, that aren't the heist, the ones that just continue the story, mm -hmm. are all great in their own way. Mm -hmm. uh, they all, because... Trevor is most of the time out in the desert, mm -hmm. and Franklin is most of the time in the San Andreas Grove Street area of the map. The hood! And because... <laughs> the hood! That's exactly what it is. It is the hood, Danny. Yes. And for Michael, he is in the Beverly Hills. You get three very different types of missions. Sometimes, uh, Michael could be saving his son Jimmy <laughs> from a bunch of people who tried to buy Michael's boat, although Michael Michael had no say in buying that boat, so Jimmy basically tried to sell it for drug money. Uh, Jimmy's also in a, in a really amazing character. Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, and if you're Franklin, you might get into conflict with the ballas, and you might uh, get into gangbanging fights, which is something you may have done in San Andreas. And as Trevor... You can sometimes go to trailer parks, you can sometimes <laughs> go into the redneck country, and you have these completely different set of missions. Sometimes you are flying over the mountains in a majestic plane. Sometimes you are shooting up the uh, the biker gang, the lost <laughs> there, at a trailer park, yeah. and sometimes you're just driving around and enjoying the countryside. <laughs> and I think this is where GTA V, its story, is the most brilliant because not only does it allow three different narrative perspectives, but it allows three totally different GTA experiences all at the same time that you can switch between whenever you're feeling not bored of one, yeah. but you just want to play another. Sure, and I think that's a good point too, because yeah, it really is like kind of 
in a way, like three different stories, almost three different games. <laughs> you know, if, <laughs> if this would have been something like 10 years ago, they wouldn't have obviously done, you know, well, maybe not obviously, but they wouldn't have done, you know, three different characters like this. This is just such a cool way just to have all these different stories and all these different kinds of perspectives. And I really thought that was really great. Yeah. Uh, and one of the other things this game does is in the missions, it reminds me a lot of a really classic game like a Mario. And I might be blowing smoke up its ass <laughs> at this point, mm -hmm. but it, the missions do this thing where they will take one really extravagant idea, use it for a mission, and it probably requires so much work to make this mechanic work, and then they just throw it away, uh -huh. never to be used again. Yeah. Like, uh, there's that one mission where you're in a helicopter, and you're trying to track down someone in a car. I don't know if you oh, yeah. played I mean, that one. Yeah. And, like, that mechanic, I don't know if it's the greatest mission, but it's a mechanic that they introduced there and threw it away, never to be seen again. Yeah. And, and uh... Es well, yeah, essentially what it is, for those of you out there that don't know, it's it kind of like you, you talk about when you're using, like, the infrared or something. Yes. Yeah. Which, that's pretty cool. And, actually, you get to use that in another mission, not with the helicopter, but on one of the scopes of one of your guns when you're looking or something. Yes. Uh, when you're uh, trying to... When you're in the Chiliad wilderness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah it's uh the missions are way better than the ones in gta 4 the missions i didn't have a problem with in gta 4 mm -hmm. but this is like on a whole different level sure. they all feel so fun and you're just it these are probably my favorite missions from any open world game i've played sure because they make them with the intention of them being fun they don't make them with the intention of what would be a pretty good open world mission Mm -hmm. which is something I really appreciate. And like those Strangers and Freaks missions, mm -hmm. which are these random <laughs> question mark things on the map, that they've had them in GTA 4, mm -hmm. but now they're on the map uh, casually sure. and like constantly, so you can easily go to them. Those missions, those side missions, are as good as like some of the best missions in GTA 4. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I've, you know, they started doing this, I guess, in uh, Red Dead Redemption, and uh, man, there's a lot of cool stuff in that game, and like you said, I'm just really glad they make that kind of like a focal point for each character that they can meet these NPCs and do ridiculous things sometimes. <laughs> uh, God, I'm thinking of one where you are you help these old British people who are obsessed with celebrities and you help them yes. do numerous things to get them celebrity goods or... <laughs> I won't, I won't. Goods is in quotes. <laughs> goods. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really funny and it's just ridiculous, yeah. Uh, I think before we draw this down, I was just interested in asking uh, about the story itself. Did you like the story? Did you love the story? Did you tolerate the story? No, I think I I would probably go as far as say I love it. I, I really enjoyed... It, it just seemed kind of real, I guess. Even mm -hmm. with stuff like Franklin, you know, he's a black guy, and they're not afraid to drop, you know, N-bombs left and right. And st oh stuff my goodness, like that. in the first hour of that game, yeah. so many people say fuck. Yeah, that too. And man, it's, I don't know, you know, some people out there talk like that, I guess, and, you know, say fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck. And, you know, actually, honestly, being here in Japan, it's kind of weird because I have no filter because nobody generally understands what I'm saying if I'm speaking in English. So mm -hmm. it's easy to talk like I'm an ex convict or something sometimes. Um, wow. <laughs> so it's no, I get it. You know, I get it. So these guys yeah. basically are the equivalent of ex-convicts or escaped convicts or should be convicts. 
and um, just the dialogue and stuff like that that they have, the colorful language and just, I don't know, mindsets that all these characters have. I mean, they seem really consistent and it's not, you know, changing or anything like that. I think it's just a really, really well-written story. It's definitely, it's definitely a character piece. Yeah. It's about the characters and what they think. And it's not necessarily, I think what actually happens is the small part of the game and the big part is how they react and what happens to these characters. Exactly, exactly. Uh, here's one minor complaint, and I won't get into spoilers, but do you think that the game closed something on something of a weak note? Yeah, I mean, I literally just beat the game like a couple of hours yeah. ago, and I remember before the ending happened, because I kept remembering the, end, the ending of Red Dead and how shocked and pissed off I was about something that had happened in that game. So I, to basically to get it so I could, I, I was right before the end of the game, I was thinking, well, crap, I want to make sure I save before it just in case everything completely goes to hell or whatever happens, you know? And did you choose the good ending? I guess I, I didn't even like, Well, I mean, did you choose the one that's not really shitty? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's an idea. Yeah. Did you do yeah. the same? Okay. Did you do the same thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's what I did. I did the good quote good ending, and then I went on YouTube to look at the other two endings, and those are extremely depressing. Really? So I would not recommend you do that. But uh, curiosity may get the best of you, mm. and you may see uh, some. You may see your heart collapse a little, especially if you really like everything the game had done up until that point huh yeah what were you saying um i don't know <laughs> okay Pro probably just yeah. yeah something about the ending yeah um, yeah I, yeah I, I was picturing it going in some completely different ways but like i said i have not looked and see what these other alternative endings were i didn't even realize that they were out there first i was thinking well shit yeah. does it mat even matter which one i choose it's always the same <laughs> <It> so matters <laughs> okay okay it's good to know <laughs> yeah uh, so you felt that after the Red Dead Redemption ending, uh, how did you feel in relation to that? A little bit underwhelming, I guess. I mean, I, I without spoiling anything, things seem to get kind of wrapped up, at least in the good and, ending. And too neat of a bow? Yeah, a little bit too neat of a bow for my taste. You know, when, when it comes from me and entertainment, I typically like things that are a little bit depressing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's, it's fucked up, I guess, but every once in a while I like something happy, but... I don't know. I mean, I wasn't like appalled or anything by this ending, you know, for being yeah. somewhat, you know, on a, on a high note or anything, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, and especially you've beaten GTA four. Yeah. You know that even though it ends on kind of a bow, it ends on a really dirty bow Yeah, and you don't, and you don't feel that clean no. regardless of what ending you pick. And even in the good ending, <laughs> you still have to deal with a main character dying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You see, that game is so dirty that the good ending is revenge. <laughs> um, yeah, we have drawn this on way too long. But before we give it a close, did you play GTA Online at all? Man, because I, I was trying to get through the single player before I get to the online, and that's like basically my next step. Probably what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. Okay. So, would you rather uh, not have the online experience? My first impressions. Uh, drench your ears. Uh, I mean, whatever you want, man. I mean, I'm aside. I, I read stuff about beta tests and crap like that that you know some uh, journalists and crap got to do, but I, I really haven't heard too much about stuff in the public. 
uh, part of the game? Well, I only played like an hour or two. Okay. And basically, it was like the GTA 4 Online where you can uh, you can just drive around in the open city and kill people. <laughs> okay. But it will no except now you can money becomes part of it. Like you can put bounty on people if they kill you and they take your money. Uh -huh. You can uh, like there's actual uh, motivations to cooperate with people and to kill people like one early mission because there are missions that they're constantly adding to this game one early mission tasks you with robbing a store with a uh another person on the online mode if you have the ability to uh -huh. and if you get the take if you get the two grand that you get you have the option it doesn't tell you you have the option but you have the option of cooperating getting away from the cops and then splitting the take or you can be an asshole, get in the car, drive away, and just leave the other person <laughs> without any of the take. Jesus. <laughs> that is just something you can do. Oh, God, I could and, see myself uh, getting mad. <laughs> but there are tons of missions. There aren't any heists yet, but speaking of which, there will be multiplayer heists yeah. added at some point in the future. Okay. They have uh, dreamed, I suppose, of adding cities, because they said that they want... To get the incomplete series of GTA in some form as part of the GTA Online experience. I don't know how that'll evolve. Wow. But this is something they've been dreaming of since, like, GTA 3, they said. Man. Uh, just what they're doing now. So I haven't played it that much, but that is something for you guys to get excited by. But once again, this is a huge-ass segment. So I want to give it a generic close and ask <laughs> you, Danny, mm -hmm. final thoughts. Yeah, if you have a PlayStation 3... Um and you have some extra money. This is definitely one of the best games you'll play this year, um, in my personal opinion. Um, don't worry about the haters, or just because it's not an, on a Nintendo system doesn't mean you shouldn't try it. It's still, <laughs> it's a lot of fun to be had, and it's a fun story, and it's just absolutely insane. Would you go as far as to say, maybe one of the best games of the generation? Yeah, I'd say that. Um, for me personally, I... I Probably Red Dead Redemption is probably my favorite game of this generation. Um, I really like that a lot. But this is up there. This is definitely in the top ten, I'd say, for sure. Yeah, like, it's so crazy. Like, if I think about my top three games of the generation, all three of them are Rockstar games, like <laughs> 4, 5, and Red Dead Redemption. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for all the times Miyamoto has said, uh, I guess to bring this to a Nintendo note, for all the times Miyamoto has said, yeah, we could make Halo, but we choose not to, I don't know if Nintendo has the ability <laughs> to make a game this good. And I might get a little bit of flack for that. I probably won't. But I feel a little bit like Rockstar is too good at open world games for Nintendo to uh, ever meet that if they wanted to. Yeah, I honestly don't think... Uh, okay, part of me wants to say, like, I don't think Nintendo should even try because they'll make an on an open world game and it'll be probably okay, but it won't be as good as what other, you know, um, uh, software houses, developers, whatever can do. And it'll be amazing for none of the reasons you want it to be. <laughs> exactly. And it'll be amazing because it's, you know, open world game from Nintendo and, or something right. like that. You know, it's not, not just something that'll stand on its own. Um, in my opinion, I mean, who knows? Nintendo sometimes can surprise you, but uh, uh, I don't think so with something like this. Um, yeah, and um, uh, also yeah. too, just being Japanese, you know, company too. I mean, God, I don't th think internal stuff here in like Kyoto would, well, first of all, make anything like this. Second of all, 
well, yeah, I think that just ends there. <laughs> it probably wouldn't yeah. make anything like this. Japanese audience, I mean, they think about the Japanese audience a lot, even though they talk about selling games all over the world. But Japanese is almost always like the first audience they think of. Um, yeah. yeah, and for all the the, uh, the people over here, mm-hmm. and I imagine over there, who play rhythm games, mm-hmm. JRPGs, <laughs> and uh, Sims, and those are the only three games they play, and they will basically insult the thought of Western design. Mm-hmm. I think Rockstar, and especially this game, and Red Dead Redemption and GTA 4, represent the apex of Western design to me. Mm-hmm. This is this is the West doing something they're best at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that'll bring the show to a close. Thank you for joining me, Danny. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, all right, and uh, if you like this segment, we probably won't get away with pulling off another one, <laughs> but hearing your nice thoughts would make us feel good. Yes. So sound off in the talkback thread if you have the motivation to. I will see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>